So the question is, how do busy dads get into great shape with limited time, space, and equipment, all while enjoying the process and without sacrificing family time? If you want to know the secrets to dialing in your nutrition, being consistent, and staying motivated to achieve your fitness goals once and for all, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kevin Torres, and this is the Dad Bod Wad Podcast. Alrighty, what is up, Legacy Makers? How are you? Welcome to the Tuesday Live Coaching Workshop. I'm so pumped that you're here. If you're here catching the replay, say what's up down in the comments below. Use the hashtag replay so I know that you watch this in the future. Or if you're here live, say what's up down in the comments, and I really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about motivation, and specifically. If you're in a rut, if you feel like you need motivation, right, and you want, or you feel like stuck and you just need to get unstuck, we're going to be talking about ways to get motivated and to get unstuck, right? Ways to get over that feeling of inaction, a feeling as though you're just spinning your wheels, a feeling as though, you know, maybe, you know, you're thinking something is wrong with you. Maybe you feel as though, like, do I lack willpower? Do I just, am I just not as disciplined as other guys? And are other people just better than me at this than I am, right? And like I could just never achieve success in this area of my life. And nothing could be further from the truth. And we're going to be talking exactly about how to get motivated, how to actually stay consistent when you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling in a rut, all right? So again, if you're new here and you're like, who is this guy? First of all, I'm Kevin Torres, founder and head coach of the Forging Lead Fathers Coaching Program and, of course, Dad Bod Wad. And it's my mission to help busy dads like you go from dad bod to fit dad without cutting carbs, without sacrificing family time, without spending hours in the gym because I know all too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood, to have all those demands pulling for your attention and the things that you love to do and the things that you need to do for yourself tend to fall by the wayside, right? And you deprioritize yourself, you prioritize everybody else around you and suddenly, you know, six months, a year, a couple of years go by and you're 15, 20, 25 pounds heavier thinking, how the hell did I get here and how the hell do I get out of here, all right? Um, and so again, it's my mission to help you go from dad bod to fit dad because frankly, when dads prioritize their health and fitness, their families live healthier and happier lives too, all right? So let's go. So motivation. Now, we're gonna be talking about motivation as I said at the top and really it's like, well, when we're talking about motivation, what exactly do we mean? When we're talking about discipline, what do we mean? When we're talking about willpower, what do we mean? And so if you feel like you need some motivation, I need you to listen to this right now. Number one, we're gonna be talking about five main ways to sort of like get motivated. But number one is you have to understand that willpower is finite, okay? Willpower is finite. And so what do I mean by that? There's this misconception, right, that in order to get into amazing shape, that you have to be super disciplined. And we'll talk about discipline in, in point number two, but it's it's not about, you know, I think there's this, this misconception of like, what do we mean by discipline, right? Is it having a lot of willpower? And if that's what you're relying on, if you're just relying on willpower, then you're setting yourself up for failure because willpower is finite, right? And the analogy that I often use, and if you've been in my community long enough or if you've been in my program long enough, then you've already heard this analogy, but analogy that I often like to use is if I put a fresh box of donuts in front of your face, right, and I said, hey, for one hour you have to sit at this table and if you don't eat a donut, if you don't even touch a donut, you'll get $100 at the end of the hour, right? Now, 
sounds challenging, right? To sit there staring at a fresh box of donuts, but it's only an hour and I get a hundred bucks. Easy, right? I'd say most of us would, that'd be an easy hundred dollars for us to earn, right? But if I said, hey, you have to sit here all day or I'm gonna put it at your desk while you're at work, right? And if you can go all day without touching a donut, you earn a hundred dollars. Well, you know, a few of us might give in, but most of us might be able to do that still for the whole day, for the whole eight hours, right? Now, if I were to say for a week, every single day for a week, I'm gonna bring a fresh box of donuts, open the lid, put them right in front of your face, at your desk where you work, and if at the end of that week you don't touch the donuts, you'll earn $100, right? So now that there's a trade-off. Now the reward doesn't feel as significant, right? $100 in an hour, yeah, sure, I'll do that, right? $100 over the course of a week to stare at these fresh delivered donuts every single day, it's like, uh, by, by day two, by day three, most of us would probably be like, I'm out, whatever, I'm gonna eat some donuts, right? Why, why does that happen? Two reasons, one, because willpower is finite, right? We could all withstand eating a donut for an hour, two hours, a day, right? But every single day in front of your face, you're bound to give in. But the other reason why is because the reward, right? It, it, it It's not as intense anymore, right? Like $100 in an hour, that's pretty awesome. $100 over the course of an entire week doesn't feel as significant, right? So again, willpower is finite. And if you're just relying on willpower alone, you're gonna set yourself up for failure. Like if you're hoping, <clears throat> like if you're hoping you'll make good choices when you go out to dinner, right? If you're hoping you're gonna make good choices when you go to your friend's house for a party, if you're hoping you'll make good choices when you go to the buffet or the Golden Corral, if you're hoping you'll make good choices when it comes to exercising at the end of the day, right? Like I hope, you know, like oh, I'm really gonna do my workout after work today, right? If you're just relying on sort of like willpower alone, you're eventually going to set yourself up for failure because willpower is finite, all right? Now, which brings me to bullet number two. And so then if if we're not relying on willpower and if discipline is like this, you know, everyone talks about discipline and you gotta be more disciplined and all that stuff. And look, this isn't like one of those, like, you know, you gotta just suck it up and do what you gotta do, bro motivation, you know, bodybuilder nonsense, right? That's not what I'm talking about here. But what is discipline? Discipline is repeatedly practice something over and over again until you get good at it, right? It's like mastering something over and over again until you get good at it. That's why when you go to college, whatever you major in, that's your discipline or whatever your career is, that's your discipline, right? It's something you've practiced over and over again and you're an expert at it or you're really proficient at it, right? And so discipline isn't just like I'm better Right? People who have six-pack abs, they're not better than you. They just set up their routines differently. They just set up their surroundings differently. They just set up their environment differently than, than yours. They might have clear goals, and we'll talk about that in here in a second as well, right? So they have you know other routines and environments around them that are setting them up for that, their standards, et cetera. That doesn't mean that they're better than you or that they're more disciplined than you or that they have more willpower than you, okay? Um, same thing, if you see somebody who's like, you know, a millionaire or super wealthy or super successful, and it's like, they just must be like more disciplined than me. It's like, yes and no, right? They've practiced something over and over again. They've stayed really focused on, singularly focused on that one goal. Doesn't mean that they have more willpower than you, okay? So discipline, again, is the act of repeating something over and over again until you become really proficient at it or an expert at it or really good at it. So in terms of health and fitness, in terms of your discipline, 
it means like you have to show up often, right? You have to show up regularly. You have to practice working out until you become proficient at it. You have to practice packing your meals until you become proficient at it, right? Now, I hear what you're saying is, well, if you're saying that I need to be disciplined is practicing over and over again, isn't there like a, a bit of willpower at play there, right? Like I have to will myself into, you know, getting in there, right? Um, I have to will myself into wanting to work out, wanting to whatever. And so what I would say here is it's all about setting up the right routines, right? It's all about setting up the routines that are going to set you up for success to make the actual sticking to your plan easier than, you know, just forcing yourself, right? Like, for example, if I was learning how to play the guitar, right? When I was a kid, I was like 11 years old when I first, or 10 years old when I first started playing the guitar, I didn't take the guitar that I got and put it in its case and underneath my bed every single night. Why? Because the next day the guitar would be out of sight, out of mind, and I likely wouldn't remember to play it, right? Instead, my guitar was always out in the open. It was always right next to my bed. So when I first woke up, it was the first thing I grabbed. Before I went to sleep, it was the last thing I, I played with, right? And I was like literally playing the guitar all day long. Now, that's what we call like friction, right? And if so whenever you're trying to create like a new habit or a new routine or a new discipline, you want to create as little friction between you and that thing as possible. You want to make it as easy as possible for you to achieve that thing. So like I said, for example, if you are trying to get really good at, you know, exercising or remembering to go for a run, you might leave your running shoes and a pair of running clothes out the night before. So when you wake up in the morning, you might forget you're groggy, you're going to the bathroom, you kick your, you stub your toe and you drink some coffee, but then you see your running outfit and you're like, oh yeah, I told myself I was gonna run this morning. All right, well here I go, right? Or better yet, you put them by the door. And so you don't have an excuse like, oh, I can't go back into the bedroom, I don't wanna risk waking up my wife or I don't wanna risk waking up the baby or something, right? And so I don't wanna go back in there and therefore I guess I can't work out, right? Um, so that's an example. Another example, like if you wanna pick up reading as a habit, right? Um, leave the book on your pillow. So when you go to your bed, before you go to sleep, the book is there and it's like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be reading, you know, a couple of minutes every single night, right? Whatever it is, that's, you want to create as little friction between you and the thing that you want to achieve as possible. Conversely, you want to create as much friction as possible between you and the thing that you no longer want to do. For example, going back to my donut analogy, if I put the donuts with the lid open in front of you, right, there is very little friction between you and that donut. All you have to do is just reach in, grab a donut, and eat it. Pretty easy, right? No friction. Now, if I closed the lid, if the lid was closed in front of you, well, now there's a little bit more friction. Now they're sort of like out of sight. You know they're there, but they're not staring at you in the face. And now to eat a donut, you have to actively open the lid, then reach and then grab, right? So there's a little bit more friction. I'm not saying that closing the lid is enough, but what I am demonstrating here is now there's another step. Now, what if instead of on my desk, that box of donuts was on another person's desk? Now there's even more friction between me and that donut, right? Now I have to get up from my seat. I have to go engage with the coworkers wh whose desk the box of donut is on. Now I have to talk to these people. Then I have to open the lid. Then I have to eat the donut, right? Now I'm less likely to just go ahead and eat the donut. Cause I don't wanna talk to those people right now. I don't wanna get up from my chair right now, right? And now if they're out of the room altogether, well now there's an incredible amount of friction because they're now they're out of sight, out of mind. Now you have to go looking around the office building for them, right? And then better yet, if they're not even in the office building at all, 
and they're just at Dunkin' Donuts, they're just at Krispy Kreme, well, you're in order to get a donut, now you gotta leave your office, get into your car, drive to the nearest donut shop, purchase the donuts, then, you know, cry yourself in your car as you eat, eat the donuts, right? But you see my point is like there's as much friction, you wanna create as much friction between you and the thing that you no longer wanna do as possible, right? So whatever it is that you're trying to kick, whatever habit that you're trying to kick, if you don't wanna go on certain websites anymore, block them. If you don't wanna eat certain foods anymore, put them in the cupboard somewhere in the back that you're not gonna see them. And I know that you have little kids and the goldfish crackers are there and the cookies and all that stuff for the kids, right? The fig bars, the, you know, all the little treat bars and all that stuff and the juice or whatever. And you know, it's, it's like, it's for the kids, right? But if it's still going to be like something that like you can't resist, then try to create as much friction between you and those goldfish as possible, right? Put them somewhere in the cupboard with something else behind in front of them so that in order to get them, when you're like at a weak moment, they're like, oh, I'm not gonna go through that process of getting all those goldfish, right? I don't wanna dig through that and get it, right? So that's what I mean. Create as much friction between you and the thing that you don't wanna do as possible. And then conversely is create as little friction between you and the new desired goal, okay? So for example, if you wanna eat healthier, buy groceries, right? So you have a fridge stocked full of food, and this way it's like you have you know less of an excuse to be like, oh, I guess we don't have food a year, so we should just order out, versus like we have a fridge full of food, we should probably just make something from the fridge, okay? So there's less, there's, there's less friction there, and you're less likely gonna order out because there's fresh food in the, in the fridge, okay? So you see my point. So that's number two, we're talking about discipline. And really, it's not about discipline the way you might think of it, like uh, he's just more disciplined than I am, or that guy grinds every day, or you just gotta get at it, bro, whatever gym nonsense, right? I'm talking about practicing your routines over and over again until you get them right, until you've practiced those routines over and over again, until you can't get them wrong, okay? That's really what the goal is with discipline. Now, number three, tip number three here on like, if you need some motivation and you're feeling stuck and you wanna get unstuck, listen to this right now, how to get motivated when you're feeling stuck. Number three is get really clear on your goals. And first of all, if this is helpful so far, I'd love for you to drop a comment and let me know what's, what's resonating or let me know that it's helpful. And again, if you're watching the replay, same thing, just drop a comment down below. Super important that I hear your feedback and I really appreciate it. So number three is get super clear on your goals, okay? Now, all too often when I get on calls with guys and you know talking to them about their goals, they say things that are vague and broad and you might also be thinking in terms of vagueness and broadness of like, I wanna get in shape. I need to start eating healthier again. I need to lose some weight, right? Oh, I wanna you know feel confident again. Whatever it is, that's those are all great it's great to want to be in shape it's great to want to eat healthier it's great to want to lose a little weight it's great to want to feel confident etc right but that's like putting store in the gps right that's like opening up your phone going to maps and being like i want to go to store right it's like okay what store we we found 100 stores near you which shall we just send you to any one of those it's like sure just click start on my app and wherever I go is wherever I go, right? And so you wanna get more specific, more clear, like, well, what kind of store? A food store, okay, I'm gonna type in food store, and it's like, well, now there's 30 locations, there's restaurants, there's supermarkets, you know, it'll take you to a food store, right? It might take 10 minutes to get there, it might take 30 minutes, who knows, 
because we don't really we're not really that clear on our goals, right? So get even more specific. I want to go to a grocery store. Okay, so now we've eliminated the restaurants on GPS. And more specifically, I want to go to Kroger's or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, whatever, right? And if there's two Whole Foods in your town, you get even more specific and pick the one Whole Foods that you want to go to. And now your GPS is going to take you exactly there in 10 minutes, right? It's going to show you the exact step-by-step -step plan to get there. And that's the same thing that happens when you're super clear on your goals. Because when you're vague with your goals and say, oh, I want to get in shape. Oh, I want to be more this. I want to la da 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 right? Well, how are you going to get there? It's like throwing a bunch of darts on the board and seeing what sticks. It's like, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Versus like, I want to lose 20 pounds by July. I want to lose 40 pounds by Christmas. I want to be, you know, confident enough to take off my shirt by this summer, right? Or I want to be confident enough to take off my shirt at the beach every single summer for the rest of my life, right? When you're really clear with your goals, then you can start to get the step-by-step -step roadmap, the step-by-step -step skills, the plan that you need to take you where you want to go. You'll get more clarity. You can, you know, because getting in shape could mean what? Zumba, CrossFit, P90X, right? A local personal trainer joining my program, right? Getting in shape could be Pilates. It could be whatever. But if you're clear, it's like, oh, I want to be, you know, an ultimate fighting champion. Well, then you probably don't need to be doing P90X. You probably need to get into an ultimate fighting champion gym, right? Uh, I want to be, uh, you know, I want to get better at CrossFit. It's like, okay, well then obviously Zumba isn't going to help. So you, when you're really clear with your goals, you're going to start to get more clear on how to achieve those goals, okay? So number four, in if you're feeling motivated, how to get unstuck. So, so far we talked about how willpower is finite. That was our bullet number one. We talked about how discipline takes practice. Practice over and over until you get it right, and then practice over and over until you can't get it wrong. And then number three, we talked about getting clear on your goals, okay? Super clear on your goals, because once you're clear on your goals, you can be clear on the path to achieving those goals, okay? And the step-by-step -step plan. You'll have more clarity. This isn't going to take me to my goals, right? This is taking me on the highway to the next town over. I want to go to this store here in this town right there a block away from me, right? Get super clear because your goals are only as clear or like your plan, like the GPS is only as clear as you are in setting the destination, okay? Which brings me to number four. You want to make your should, right? I should do this. I should achieve this. I should lose more weight to a must. So make your should a must. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you're telling yourself, I should lose weight, I should get in shape, I should eat more healthy, I should yada, 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 right? And it's not enough of a must yet. It's not enough leverage to make you actually want to do something, right? And again, when I talked about the donuts, I mentioned like having $100 in an hour, that's a lot of leverage. That's a, that's like a, I, I must do this. That's an easy $100, right? I don't have to eat a donut for an hour and I get 100 bucks, easy. But if the if the benefit is so delayed where you're like, oh, it's a hundred bucks in a week, mm, I don't care, right? The benefit is so delayed, you're less likely going to follow through, right? And so instead, what you want to do is you want to start bringing forward, you know, because everything we do is for two reasons, either to avoid pain 
or to gain pleasure, right? And that's oversimplistic, but that's generally why most creatures do anything that they do, right? To avoid pain and to gain pleasure. And so think about like the immediate benefits of doing something and the immediate pain and discomfort of doing something. And then think about the long-term benefits or the delayed benefits and the delayed pain of a particular action. So what I mean by that is, let's take smoking for example. Smoking, if you've ever smoked, is immediately relaxing and calming and enjoyable and fun and satisfies like a habit, oral fixation, and just a just a routine and a procedure and the friends you get to smoke with and the other habits that you have associated with smoking after a meal or while you play the guitar or you know, a break from work, whatever it is. There's so many sort of like good things that revolve around that cigarette. And those are immediate. But every single person on the freaking planet knows that smoking is going to kill you, right? Whether it's 30 years or 40 years, the freaking packs of cigarettes say it on there. Like they show like dead babies on there being like, smoking will kill you. You will die from smoking. And you're like, yeah, I will, but not yet. It's going to be in 30 years, sucker, right? And so why does that happen? Because the 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 benefit or the the, the pleasure of smoking is immediate. I'm, I take a drag, I inhale, it's good, right? I'm with my friends, it's good. The pain is so far out into the future <clears throat> that I'm not worried about dying of cancer in 30 years from now, right? Eh, who cares? It's not real yet. Same thing with eating cookies. The pleasure of eating cookies is so immediate. You've never had a bad Oreo in your life. You've never had a bad Dorito in your life, right? You know what you're going to get when you eat one of those. It's going to be freaking awesome. Yet the pain, the discomfort of gaining the weight and all that stuff, it's so delayed. It's not immediate, right? Whereas if you ate a cookie and immediately grew like a golf ball size goiter on your neck every time you ate a cookie, that would be pretty painful immediately. You'd be like, oh my God, this is what I look like. Why do I look like this? Because I ate a cookie. I'm never eating a freaking cookie again, right? Because the pain would be so immediate, you would never like the pleasure of eating a cookie for a second versus the pain of having a goiter the size of a golf ball on my neck for, for God and everybody else to see. No thank you, right? So you need to do this work on your own to yourself. You need to make your, your should, I should do this, I should do this, a must. And the way you make it a must is by getting leverage, by getting enough leverage to actually want to make the change. So I need you to ask yourself, like, why do you want to achieve this goal? Why do you want to get in shape? Why do you want to get healthier? Is it because you just want to look better? Well, why do you want to look better? Is it because you struggle with insecurity? Well, why? Well, how has that been an issue for you in your life? Has it prevented you from asking out certain girls or applying for certain jobs or, or reaching out to certain people or taking certain risks because you've always just been inherently insecure with your weight and it's impacted other areas of your life? Do you have chronic illness, heart disease, diabetes, and things like that that run through your family and like, you know, you're worried that on the path that you're currently on, like you're going to be knocking on that same door, right? Um, have you, when was the last time you've just stood naked in the mirror and just stared at yourself in the mirror and just asked like, do I like the way this looks? Do I like the way my body feels? Do I, what, are, what did I do to get here? What were all the meals, the McDonald's, the drive-thrus, the cookies, the ice cream? that I did, the beers, to get to my to get myself to this point that I'm at now. And am I satisfied with this? And what happens if I don't change anything about my situation in five years from now? 
What can I project? And just keep staring at yourself, your naked self in the body, in the, in the mirror. What can I project will happen? Well, if I gain 20 pounds in the last two years, I could reasonably predict that I might gain another 10, 20 pounds in the next two years. And imagine staring at yourself naked in the mirror. What would an additional 10 or 20 pounds look like on your body? You know, how would that impact your, your relationship with your wife? How would that impact how you show up as a leader at your job? How would that impact how you show up for as a father with your kids when you go to, you know, to support them in their sport endeavors and you, you don't want to run with them? You can't run with them, right? And so when you think about, and again, I'm not saying any of this to make you feel bad. Believe me, what I'm trying to demonstrate for you is you want to create enough leverage. Just like a smoker who might want to quit smoking needs to start thinking about the cancer that it's going to cause or the money that it's costing them to buy a $13 pack of cigarettes or a $15 pack of cigarettes, whatever it costs now, right? You want to you want to bring the pain and discomfort of not taking action closer to the forefront, to the foreground, to the immediate so that you could be like, wow, by not taking action, these are the consequences. This is what I could face chronic illness, heart disease, diabetes, you know, not being able to run around with my kids, like premature death, like not being able to walk my daughters down the aisle, right? Um, you know, having, you know, needing surgery, right? Just not liking the way I look, having less confidence in my in my current position, right? Not being taken seriously by my coworkers, needing to hide whatever it is. That's what I mean by making your should a must. You need to get leverage on your goals, get really clear on your goals, and then get really clear on the purpose behind those goals. Like, why do you want to achieve those goals? Because yes, we all want to get we all want to get in shape to look better, but all of us have different reasons why we want to do that, right? It's insecurity. It's health reasons. It's for longevity issues. It's for you know for the legacy that I want to leave behind for my children. It's for you know for because it's impacting my finances. Whatever it is, we all have different reasons. We all want to look good but for different reasons. So what's your reason? Now what's your leverage? What's your why? And if, and then finally the last thing is you just need to then, number five is raise your standards. Once you've created enough leverage around this, you need to be like, you know what? I'm done. Just like again, going to that smoker analogy, when a smoker is finally, I'm done. They just got off the phone with their doctor and their doctor was like, guess what? You have cancer. What is that smoker going to do? Light up a cigarette to calm down? No. Those cigarettes are so immediately disgusting to her that she's going to crumble up the pack. She's going to cry. She's going to throw those cigarettes out. She's going to rip up all the cigarettes that she's ever had in her house. If there are cartons in the freezer, whatever, she's going to rip them all up and throw them all out, right? She's going to get rid of them. She's going to raise her standards. She's going to change her outlook on things, right? And so you need to do the same thing. You need to raise your standards around this. Once you get enough leverage, you'll be like, you know what? I don't freaking eat at McDonald's anymore. I don't go to drive throughs when I'm driving home from work anymore. I don't go to freaking drive throughs during my lunch hour. Instead, I bring my own lunch to work. Instead, I, I, I might do a 30-minute workout, right, from that Badwad during my lunch break, right? I, you know, the people that I hang out with, like I love them, God bless them, they're my friends, but they're not really doing anything for me. They are encouraging me to drink and to eat unhealthy and all that stuff, right? When I go over to their house, when they come over to my house, I need to surround myself with more like-minded people, like people in this community, like people in my coaching community, right? The other members of the Dad Bod Wad one-on-one coaching program, like those guys are all taking action and prioritizing their health and fitness. Surround yourself with like-minded people, raise your standards, because remember, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? You are the average of the five of your five closest friends. And if those people happen to be your wife and kids, whatever, you know, you, know, you get my point. My point is the people you listen to on podcasts, the people you, you, you surround yourself with at work, the people you hang out with, 
you're the average of those people. And if those people aren't lifting you up and sharing your vision to like do the things that you want to achieve and achieve the things that you can, and they're not encouraging you to do those things, then you need to surround yourself with other people. Like you could still love your friends and your family members who don't really quite have that vision, but you don't need to spend your a lot of time with them anymore. You could surround yourself with other like-minded people. Raise your standards. What are your minimum standards around working out? At minimum, three days a week. At minimum, tracking and eating clean. Well, not clean, but eating better at least five days a week, right? At minimum. And then surround yourself with like-minded people, all right? So again, if you're feeling motive, if you're feeling a lack of motivation, how do you get motivated when you're feeling stuck? These are my five biggest tips to feeling mo motivated, to getting motivated when you're feeling stuck. One, remember that willpower is finite. Two, remember that discipline takes practice over and over again until you get it right and then until you can't get it wrong. Number three is you just gotta get clear on your goals because your GPS is only as effective as you are clear on your destination, okay? Get super clear on your goals and then the plan is gonna become clear to you as well. Number four is make your should a must. Get enough leverage to actually want to make a change, okay? Because if you're like, ah, I wanna get in shape, eh, it didn't happen, no big deal. Versus like, oh my God, I need to be here for my daughter's wedding. I'm gonna freaking work out. Period, the end. And finally, number five is raise your standards. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Have minimum standards of working out three days a week, watching your nutrition five days a week, all right? And above all else, if you're curious at all on whether or not my coaching, one-to-one -one coaching program can help you and you want to chat and determine if and how my program can help you, I'd love for you to go to forgingleadfathers.com, click that apply button, and I'll be in touch to talk about if and how my program can help you achieve your goals, all right? If this was helpful, share it with a friend, invite people into this community, and again, let's keep creating a legacy of health and fitness, not only for ourselves, but for generations to come. Let's go.